Welcome to Bible Chapter Every Day. I'm Matthew. Our chapter today is Exodus 33. Let's ask God to bless our time today. Heavenly Father, as we read this chapter, we pray that we would want your presence. That we would want you rather than the things that you can give us, the things you can do for us. We pray this through Jesus. Amen. Exodus 33. And Yahweh spoke to Moses, Go, go up from here, you and the people whom you have brought up from the land of Egypt, to the land that I swore to Abraham, to Isaac, and to Jacob, saying, I will give it to your offspring, and I will send an angel before you, and I will drive out the Canaanites, the Amorites, and the Hittites, and the Perizzites, the Hivites, and the Jebusites. Go to a land flowing with milk and honey, But I will not go up among you, because you are a stiff-necked people, lest I destroy you on the way. And the people heard this troubling word, and they mourned, and they each did not put on their ornaments on themselves. And Yahweh said to Moses, Say to the Israelites, You are a stiff-necked people. If one moment I were to go up among you, I would destroy you. And now... Take down your ornaments from on you, and I will decide what I will do to you. And the Israelites stripped themselves of their ornaments from Mount Horeb onward. And Moses took the tent and pitched it outside the camp, far from the camp, and he called it the Tent of Assembly. And all seeking Yahweh would go out to the Tent of Assembly, which was outside the camp. And at the going out of Moses to the tent, all the people would rise and stand, each at the opening of his tent, and gaze after Moses until his entering the tent. And at the entering of Moses into the tent, the column of cloud would descend and stand at the opening of the tent, and he would speak with Moses. And all the people would see the column of cloud standing at the opening of the tent, and all the people would rise and bow in worship, each at the opening of his tent. And Yahweh would speak to Moses face to face, as a man speaks to his neighbor, and he would return to the camp. And his assistant Joshua the son of Nun, a young man, did not leave the middle of the tent. And Moses said to Yahweh, See, you are saying to me, Take this people up. But you have not let me know whom you will send with me. And you yourself have said, I know you by name, and also You have found favor in my eyes, and now, if I have found favor in your eyes, make known to me, please, your way, so that I may know you, and so that I can find favor in your eyes, and see that this nation is your people. And he said, My presence will go, and I will give you rest. And he said to him, If your presence is not going, do not bring us up from here. And by what will it be known that I have found favor in your eyes, I and your people? Is it not by your going with us? And so we will be distinguished, I and your people, from all the people who are on the face of the ground. And Yahweh said to Moses, Also I will do this thing that you have spoken, because you have found favor in my eyes, and I have known you by name. And he said, Please show me your glory. And he said, 
I myself will cause all my goodness to pass over before you, and I will proclaim the name of Yahweh before you, and I will be gracious to whom I will be gracious, and I will show compassion to whom I will show compassion. But, he said, you are not able to see my face, because a human will not see me and live. And Yahweh said, There is a place with me, and you will stand on the rock, and when my glory passes over, I will put you in the rock's crevice, and I will cover you with my hand until I pass over, and I will remove my hand, and you will see my back, but my face will not be visible. Well, that's the reading. Let's dig in. In chapter 32, the people had Aaron make them an idol that they worshipped in a very pagan way. And Moses realizes that this is a horrible sin. Moses talked to God about it at the end of chapter 32, and that discussion continues here in this chapter. Yahweh tells Moses to go on and lead the people to the promised land. God says that he will send an angel to lead them and give them victory, and they can take the land that God describes as a land flowing with milk and honey. That is a figure of speech to mean a very fruitful land that will provide not only the necessities, but also all of the luxury food in great abundance. But God says that he will not go with them himself. This was very bad news, and the people mourned and took off their jewelry. Of course, they had already turned some of their jewelry into the golden calf idol, but now they removed the rest of their jewelry because God told them to. They probably got this jewelry in Egypt when they were leaving and asking the Egyptians for gold and silver. So in a way, it was a gift from God. Then we get this description of a tent that Moses set up outside the camp. It is called the Tent of Meeting, and Moses would go there to meet with God. It isn't clear exactly when Moses set this up, but I think it is important to the context here that it was outside the camp. God was not in the camp of Israel at this time. But the people would watch as Moses went to the tent of meeting to meet with God, and they would see the cloud come down to the entrance of the tent. And we get another mention of Joshua here. We had him a few times already. He led the battle against the Amalekites in chapter 17, and he was on the mountain with Moses when he was talking to God in chapter 32. And now we learn that he would go out to the tent of meeting with Moses, and he would stay in the tent of meeting. So it seems that Joshua was developing a close relationship with God himself. So then we return to the story of Moses talking to God, and Moses asked God to make known to me, please, your way. Moses could have just been asking God to tell him God's decision about going with them, as some people have suggested, But I think that Moses was really asking to know God more. So God agrees to go with Moses and give him rest. Moses asks again that God go with them, and God agrees. And then Moses asks for something even greater. Verse 18, And he said, Please show me your glory. God explains that Moses cannot see his face because no human can see God's face and stay alive. But God will give Moses the most a human can take and have his goodness pass before Moses so Moses can see his back. 
Now, I don't think God literally has a face or a back, but I think God is saying he will show Moses what Moses, as a human, can handle. And now for a deeper dive. Do you want to go to heaven? I think everyone would say yes to that question. Why do you want to go to heaven? That is where answers will differ. A lot of people will say, to see my grandmother or some other person. Maybe some people would say, because I don't want to go to the other place. What if God said we could go to heaven, but actually he won't be there? We can have a pleasant time and see all of the other people who have passed on that we love, but not God. Would that bother us? To the sinful Israelites who had worshipped a golden calf, the idea of a promised land without God's presence bothered them. Even though God promised them an angel to make the way for them, And Moses here spends significant time begging God to go with them. And that wasn't enough either. Moses wants to know God more. Moses wants to see God's glory. To Moses, the promised land was nothing. God was everything. Moses would rather stay in the desert with God than go to the promised land with milk and honey without God. Do we have that attitude? Scripture quotations are from the Lexham English Bible. Copyright 2012, Logos Bible Software. Lexham is a registered trademark of Logos Bible Software.